Hey everyone, Jay here. Before we get started with the show, just wanted to give you a quick heads up. We had some audio difficulties, so about halfway through the episode, you'll hear Greg's voice kind of change. Uh, luckily, he was running a backup on his phone, so halfway through the episode, you'll hear his voice change from his direct mic to his phone. Just want to give everybody a heads up. The world is not ending, but uh, we'll hopefully get all these audio issues worked out for next time. Enjoy the show. Well, 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 well. Here we are, gentlemen. Hello. Back for Once another again. week hmm? of entertainment oh. and music action. How are you guys? How That's are you, Nick? Good. Doing yeah. good. Yeah. All Doing right. good. How are you? Yeah. How are you, Greg? I'm hanging in there, man. Somehow. Yeah. You know, you somehow, chipper, some way. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you a do little, seem to have a, a, a bit of extra spring in your step. Yeah. Is uh, it the well, cocaine? you know, it's funny. I don't think so, but it. No. Uh, it was it the it does well i wouldn't know but the uh <laughs> the coffee the 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 late afternoon uh still splash of coffee mm. i had uh might have mm-hmm. might have given me a little bit mm-hmm. of a jump mm-hmm. fair enough and fair enough. Uh, i'm also i'm also just uh you know i'm happy to see you guys i'm happy, i'm excited to uh oh, to chit chat you know oh. Oh. and and i do just uh, you know i do just mean that i mean i don't just mean that i mean <laughs> i don't just say that I mean, I mean that. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. One of those. Good to one see you. Well, yes. I'll, I'll tell you why, why I'm excited. That mm. we're actually going to do a semi-normal episode this week. Yes. That's true. Uh, no, there's, not a, there's not a tribute this week. There's, there is a <laughs> potentially a guest. Oh. Perhaps. Okay. We'll see. Oh. Okay. We'll see. We'll get there. Right. But, but no big luminaries died this week that we need mm-hmm. to, to pay Thankfully. tribute to, or at least that nope. I'm aware of. Wow. Yeah. Um, so Not yeah, I, I, I say I say we just uh, dive right into it. If Let's you guys do this done. thing. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, totally. Still. Yes, sir. Back like that uh, annoying blackhead on the tip of your nose. It's you should check it out mm. for oh, episode forty. Mm. Wait, nope, got rid 40. No. Nope. <laughs> Episode we're way 64. Hey, we're in our 60s, man. You know yeah, why I keep 60s. thinking that? Because whenever I update like the, the metadata tags, whenever I'm exporting the the You Should Check It Out episodes mm-hmm. each week, mm-hmm. the default goes back to Episode 43. Because that's so, the project uh, files that you start with. Must yeah. be, yeah, yeah. But no, no, this and, is Episode 64 of You Should Check It Out. And my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. Yes, indeed. And I think we have some good stuff for you this week. I think we have some uh, reviews that we need to catch up, some albums that surely the musical community is waiting for our input on. I, yeah. Could, yeah. They yeah. haven't they said as much, but we can only yeah. presume. I, yeah. I, I, absolutely. Absolutely. It's we're, tough we're just to talk yeah. by the COVID. Yeah, it's hard. The, the, the general public doesn't know whether to like it or not. So here we are. That's what That's we're right. here for. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Your guide rails on the, uh, the mass of mass entertainment media so mm-hmm. nick with that in mind you have the first go sir what hey. would you like what would you like Thank to you talk about much. this week well the first thing that i'd like to do we have um we're, we're recording this actually on sunday which we usually mm. don't say because it comes out on thursday but um good friend of ours and listener to the show chris mir tokic we're gonna wish them a happy birthday hey chris oh, how you doing happy chris hey happy birthday to you Wow. <laughs> so I uh, wanted to, uh, yeah, wanted to throw that out there. And then I want to play a song. Okay. Um, it's from a an album I've already, uh, yeah, it's from an album that I've already uh, played a song from, but I'm going to talk about this evening. 
Okay. Um, this is from the latest Fleet Foxes album, Shore. This is, uh, I think it's track four. Jera. Ooh. Okay. Well, that's helpful. That's good. Oh, I kid. I kid. I Oh, look at me. You could just you could just shut up and play the music. That'd be great. We can do that. We can do that. And this one's called. I said it, but you were just, you were already sleeping over top of me. Oh, yeah. He's like right through it. All right. This is Jara. Hey, that, uh, yeah, I, would, I didn't. I didn't fall asleep to that. Right. Yeah, I know. And 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 the thing was that I when I played uh, the, the the track that I played, uh, I think it was two episodes ago. Can I believe you? Which is honestly hands down my favorite track on this album. Yeah. Um. Mm. And I I kind of introduced it as because I knew I liked that track, but but I I had only kind of given a quick cursory listen through, and and really hadn't given it much attention. Um. So I kind of characterized the album as you know. Uh, probably similar to previous Fleet Foxes album, which are, yeah, great if you can't sleep in certain circumstances. Um, <laughs> so, but I, but then I, I went and gave this, you know, a solid, a solid listen through as we, as we discussed on our albums episode. Um, kind of gave it a, a lawn mowing uh, audition, and it, right, and it, right. uh, I really like this album. Yeah. I really like this album. It's, it's like the most uplifting of of Fleet Foxes mm-hmm. albums thus far, and. And that really, that in and of itself, because this album was recorded entirely in isolation, you know, as, as many that are being released right now are, but this, but Robin Peck, Pecknold is, he's an interesting dude. He, I've been reading interviews subsequent to the release of the album, and, you know, the guy does not have a lot of deep stuff to say about the content. He's just like, yeah, you know, just the riff needed something. Uh, so we did that. <laughs> right. Did you mean anything by this lyric? No, I didn't. It just sounded like it worked. So. Um, <laughs> Which, which is kind of, it's just funny because you would think that behind like the indie pitchfork loving Fleet Foxes was some sure. like mystery, you know, message oh, that's going on. And You would think there was um, like a book behind it that he had read that he was yeah. in channeling some character through or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But Jay, I, you know, given your um, your snoring introduction, um, mm-hmm. what'd you think of it, buddy? <laughs> no, I mean, I have, to pl- I have to play that character, you know. I, is that I a, actually, oh, it's a character? 
<laughs> it, it can be. It can mm. be. The J character is like what I like to call it. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. No, I liked it. I liked it. It was good. It was good. It was um, it was a lot tighter than a lot of other Fleet Foxes albums that I've heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reverb was kept in check. It to, was. It, or at least isolated yeah. to the vocals. Yeah. There wasn't. Um, there wasn't that. There, that a lot of their past albums. Um, have this really thick old uh, plate reverb sound to that yeah. to it right um yeah yeah definitely something the, that they 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 leaned on i would say yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. it was definitely there's there's part of their sound you know yeah it, uh, it, lo- it went from a more. technique to a crutch pretty quick <laughs> yeah mm. i mean i that's not to say i didn't like it but it definitely became a signature of theirs yeah yeah you mm-hmm. know and definitely a lot of it, it brought out a lot of kind of wimpy uh impersonators or what, what's Copycats. the word Copycats. Yeah. that's a, that's right yeah where, where people were like oh if i just put enough reverb on my voice i sound just like the guy from fleet foxes so yeah, why would yep. i bother yeah. actually singing but obviously he can sing Oh yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and he does, yeah. and he does. You know, they voice. all they, they all sing, you know. And anyway, that's all mm-hmm. I wanted to say about that. <laughs> no, no, I mean, Greg, what did you what did you think of this album I, compared I, to the others? Because you you, you well, characterized no, 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 yourself I, as a closet Fleet Foxes fan in the past. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say um, it's a it's a pleasure. It's not a guilty pleasure, but I, mm-hmm. I definitely like Fleet Foxes. I liked the first one a lot, and then when the second album came out, I didn't. Pick, I, I actually had a copy of it on wax. I don't know how I came across it. It might have been a present, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" And then I, but I sort of tucked it away. And then later on, I actually had to learn one of the songs for a friend's wedding. Wow! And I, and then I listened to it, the Helplessness Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted someone to play that at, at her wedding, and um, so then I actually started checking out that record, and um, definitely I was like, "Wow, this is definitely different from the first one." Yeah. Um, and I like it, you know. I like it in a good way. Now, have they put out anything between Helplessness Blues and this new one? They have, they have. And and to be honest, I I've not stayed on top of uh, their albums. Like I ha- I can't say mm-hmm. that I've internalized. I mean, I definitely gave Helplessness to Blues a, a solid listen. And then they had an, an EP that they put out, which has a, a beautiful song called My Konos. Um, that is. Oh yeah, that was yeah, gorgeous. Before yeah. though, I think that oh, was, was that? like before Helplessness Blues. <laughs> Okay. Um, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's, yeah it's very cool stuff. So th- there have always been know. like songs of theirs that I just find just gorgeous. Just yeah, absolutely yeah. will make a playlist. If I'm making like a pretty song playlist, it's, it's gonna get, it's gonna find its way in there. But um, I was really taken aback by how much how much more refined and like open this this album sounded, especially given the context that this one was done in in isolation it, mm-hmm. it just so many albums that we've heard have been more introspective and more maybe toned down um yeah. with the exception of fiona apple right but uh but now he he seemed to like find some i don't know positivity and like hopefulness out of this circumstance which yeah it, it's kind of it's interesting because yeah uh, it definitely sure. sound, sounded more more bubbly more upbeat the the songs you know they were they were kind of more bright sounding uh, yeah. than i've heard before um, I really like Maestra Naza. What's the the, mm-hmm. the centerpiece of it? I yep. really yep, like that, that middle shot. Yeah, middle song. Yeah, and uh, Young Man's Game was a really mm-hmm. cool song. Yeah. Um, really kind of like I don't know some more adventurous elements. You know, it's not just a, totally you know a lonely yeah. guy strumming on his guitar. It was cool. It was cool. I liked it. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of it, uh, it, Vampire Weekend. To be honest with you, not yeah. in a bad way, but um, it, it in the right ways. Yeah, I, I I took it more as like a, it's more of a driving album than the other ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that the, uh, uh, 
that left an impression on me. It's funny because I, I actually, my head went to like, this really reminded me of local natives, but it, it's actually reversed because they definitely were influenced by Fleet Foxes. Um, right. Oh, uh, yeah. As many uh, bands were. Yeah, yeah. They, they really have been a, a pretty influential band. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a really solid album. I, I read a bunch of reviews looking for kind of pearls or nuggets of, of really cool and useful information. And aside from just him just being like, this is what I was feeling for this song. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, which honestly, I honestly, like I said, I found that probably more refreshing it, having read through it and listened to and kind of pre- was preparing myself for some really uh, silly pitchfork sounding stuff <laughs> about, about what's behind the music. Um, so you admit there's a pitchfork sound. I, I, <laughs> I, I know the, uh, I know that. <laughs> I, I was concerned that the buttons that I know get pushed for you so very well uh, would, be, uh, would be would be way out front. Uh, I mean, I think it, it it deserves to be said. I, I went back and looked at the old Pitchfork reviews. I mean, they haven't gotten a rating of less than than eight on any um, of their albums. Yeah, just, yeah. That, just for the but, record, I just wanted to say that. But what was cool, I guess, is that on the other side of that, the guy that is this band doesn't have the same attitude about his music that like the hipsters do about right gotcha i mean do you know anything about him or i i, I really don't know anything about the structure of the band whatsoever i, I don't I, I i know that he um i mean he's been kind of like the the carry through mm-hmm. he and father john misty had a pretty i guess public breakup so it definitely kind of cemented my feelings about because john, john misty, misty used to be the, the drummer he was the drummer right. of the of the fleet foxes yep before he went out on his own and yeah he totally does embody like the worst hipster aspects of Pitchfork that, that I'll acknowledge oh. do exist. Uh, but Greg's not saying that. I am, and I'm Nick. The, so the most it's bearded okay, of that community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I think I've told the story on the show before, but real quick, uh, I actually saw Fleet Foxes at 930 Club years ago, and uh, Father John Misty was still in the band. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I never, you know, I didn't know anything about Fleet Foxes except I knew their songs a little bit. Right. You know, so... And anyway, we're at the gig, and um, so the singer keeps trying to like address the crowd in between. And early on in the set, he's like, "Our drummer's from this area because he's actually from Rockville, Maryland." Father John Misty, mm-hmm. and uh, to the drummer who you know, Father John Misty, he's got a, he's got a mic and he's dressed all in white like Mick Fleetwood or something, you know. <laughs> and he kept like kind of hijacking the uh, MC role. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, right, you know. <laughs> And we were like, who is this guy? Like, what is he, who does he think he is? He's definitely like, you know. Uh, What's the hell uh, the drummer uh, doing? Get a, get the mic away <laughs> from that guy. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I would just say he he just kept, you could tell there was some kind of tension between the two of them that particular night. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was actually a thing or if it was staged or whatever, but it was a fun show, but I definitely remembered that. I was like, what's the deal with that drummer? And then come to find out later, like, oh, now he's doing his own thing. and Right. Yeah, Pitchfork yep. loves it. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, always, yep. always best to keep the drummers in the hole. Keep them in the back. Turn mm-hmm. the mics off. Turn the mic down. Off. That's in the think hole. about any band. Think about any band that has a drummer that sings. I'm thinking of the Eagles. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. just destined Levon, for trouble. The band Genesis. Exactly, Genesis. <laughs> uh, the list goes on. Yeah, Jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever heard? You guys ever heard of Jellyfish? Never, totally did. never, never. Yes, uh, that was the, the, the sound of Nick and I pretending to know what Greg was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll definitely. We'll, de- we'll have to have a conversation. I'll, I'll bring. Yeah. I'll bring it up in another episode. Drum, drummers who sing. <laughs> <laughs> the famous album Stingers. 
Yes. <laughs> jellyfish stingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love it. You ever heard stingers by jellyfish? About 1992. <laughs> the drummer sings in that yeah. band, right? Is that no? That's, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Funny thing about that that drummer, he stands up and plays drums and sings. Ah, perfect. Very cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's like actually in the front. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Cool stuff. That's why the bass drum sucks. Yeah. Well, well, Nick. I mean, was there something that stood out to you about this album that that was like way different or? It was, um, it, it, honestly, it was the characterization and the way that I set it up the previous time. We've got a, uh, a, a cool segment coming up here, um, and I, I just wanted to, I wanted to bring it up to say, like, nope, this is actually a really good album, and it's, it it's different than the way I feel about previous Fleet Foxes albums. Um, yeah. And like I said, I, uh, in, in the time since I picked it to talk about it, I, I, I did a good bit of digging to try to see if I could uncover some bird clock. Hey, bird clock? Thank What'd you for you the much-mated interruption. I appreciate that. Mm. <laughs> Um, so do I have anything more to offer? Nope. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. it. Just go it's check it out. Up. What's the name of it again? It's called Shore. 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 Like it definitely has a vibe. It, right it definitely has a vibe to it. It's a, it's a really yeah. kind of cool cohesive, cohesive album. Go yeah. Check it out. I would say it's a it's a worthy addition to their already impressive discography. Mm-hmm. And a worthy addition to the you should check it out playlist, which you can check it out on Spotify. Yeah. Indeed. You should check you like it out. com slash playlist. Like yeah. Ah, yeah, not That's bad. Not. not bad. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the Thank show you. name works so right. many ways. It's great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. It really does. Have you guys ever found yourself in a conversation? Yeah, you guys should check out our podcast. It's called You Should Check It Out. So This you, evening. You, sh- yeah. you should check that out. It's a little bit of a problem, actually. No, it's good. <laughs> I, yeah. no, I was talking to somebody and he said, uh, yeah, what's it called? And I said, you should check it out. And he's like, I will. What's it called? <laughs> and I said, that's also what it's called. <laughs> oh. Right. Oh, oh, right. Oh. No, literally, you should check it out.com. Anyway, so, yeah, Fleet Foxes, sure. Uh, you should definitely check it out. It's, uh, it's, it's really good. But um, actually, Greg, I've been thinking. Um, mm-hmm. So last week we What's had that? the Eddie Van Halen tribute, uh, which, was, which, was aw- which was awesome. I'm glad we mm-hmm. did that. But we haven't checked in with you since, since the Halcyon was released. How did that go, Ooh. man? Oh. Well, well, it's yeah? been very, yeah. It's been well, quite a ride. Uh, it's a, a, a very interesting two weeks. Uh-huh. Um, it's elicited some response. Okay, it's okay. been great. I think. I yeah. think in this day and age, uh, that's all you can really hope for. Sure, and, attention. Uh, yeah, you know, and, this, and I mean, this is your just to remind the listeners. This is oh, your yeah. short sci-fi experimental film that was released. And it's available out there on the YouTubes and Dust, I believe, is the channel. Is that correct? Du- yeah, that's right. Dust is the channel. Watchdust.com, mm-hmm. but also um, on Dust's YouTube channel, right. which has many, many followers and subscribers. So we knew yeah. Yeah. Um, putting it out there that people were going to see it. And I was a little bit concerned about, you know, possible haters. You were because, going you know, in. Be, on, on YouTube? You were nervous going <laughs> Not on you. No, well, no. Well, yeah, but more, I'm more excited because, it, I mean, genuinely went into this project not with no intention of making anybody happy. You know what? I could tell you guys what happened, but it'd be really great to have Kaz here. The yeah, director you didn't even make the damn movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's true. This is true. We should well, let's actually call her get, up. yeah. You think she's available? I doubt it. I mean, she's super busy. I don't know. We probably shouldn't try. You, are you saying you would do? Do you have her number? How do you have her number? It's your call, man. Hey, we got, uh, you don't. 
It's what the, the interns <laughs> keep track of. On speed of. dial, okay. favorite number three. Okay, interns to keep oh, track of this wow. stuff. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> let's I give mean, her a shot. Let's try. give her a call. Yeah. Yeah, no. totally. No harm in asking. Got it? We'll just leave a voicemail if not. Eight. Eight. Another eight. Oh, I got it now. It's ringing. Okay. Oh, it's ringing. It's ringing. Hmm. I think it's a landline. Hello? <gasps> oh, Kaz. Hey. Hello? Hey, hey. Hi. Is this Kaz? Hey. Hey, this is Kaz. Yay. <laughs> we reached Kaz. Kaz. It's Jay and Nick and Greg from You Should Check It Out. Hey. Welcome oh to the show. Oh my gosh. Hello there. How great to hear from yeah. you guys. <laughs> yeah. Kaz, I was just telling Nick and Jay about the overwhelming response to the Halcyon, which, yeah. you know, for the listeners, Kaz was the director and yeah. writer and co-producer and a lot of a lot of things. But uh, well done, this Jay. was our, mm-hmm. our project. Thank you, Jay. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> Thanks. Very nice. Yeah, so let, it, let was, it be before we go any further. I just want to say that, like, despite whatever YouTube has to say, I actually really, I really, really, really enjoyed the film. I thought it was thank great. Oh, thank you. I yeah. really did. Yes, and I, I've said as much to Greg, uh, but I haven't said it as much to you, Kaz. So, excellent yes, well work. done. It was thank beautiful. You. It was beautifully shot. Thank yeah, you. it was really cool. Oh, oh, thank you. Thanks a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it's been definitely a bit of a bit of a wild ride the last couple of weeks and I think I mean I think you guys are pretty well familiar with like the weird sort of genesis of the project where it happened completely yeah backwards right. and by accident for no mm-hmm. money um <laughs> and you know it, which was amazing and I've made a lot of more conventional short films and a lot of music videos and so I'm used to working in a much more traditional like production way mm-hmm. and so when we sort of started realizing like wait I think we're making a short film film right now it was kind of this I was like oh this is great like I've never really I worked in the experimental theater world in New York for a long time so I'm kind of more familiar with that form of like doing things backwards and by the ass of your pants but right on. uh this was kind of great and so anyway we kind of were like oh what an amazing magical you know accident that we've ended up making this short film that we, we feel you know feel positive about and it was just funny because we literally wrapped post on it wrapped post like I hit done on premiere on my laptop <laughs> and uh and it was right around it was in March so it was right when the lockdown just started and right. so we suddenly were in this weird we'd been like oh maybe we'll have a premiere party and invite our friends mm-hmm. over and like show you know mm-hmm. now suddenly like, we couldn't do that and it was just this super like random shot in the dark thing where I had actually in my real life as a screenwriter and um my real career had been like developing a couple projects with this independent studio called Gunpowder and Sky, which is actually the parent company okay. of Dust. And <sighs> so through my work with them, I'd gotten to know this woman who uh, I'd been developing one project with and who I knew also ran Dust. And mm-hmm. so when everything was kind of going to hell in a handbasket, I was like, I know they're more sci-fi, but, you know, like, the, I consider the Halcyon definitely solidly like dystopian post-apocalyptic and I was like maybe in these strange days that we're in that's kind of enough of a genre you know it's genre for sure yeah uh and um and so I was like what the hell like no harm no foul I'll just you know reach out to Anna and just be like we I made this thing you know just take a look maybe it could be right for you in these strange days so I did and at first she came back and was like well it's definitely not sci-fi enough for us and I was like right okay you know worth a shot Mm -hmm. and she's like but I haven't made up my mind yet. Let me keep discussing it with my team um, and I'll let you know what our final decision is soon. And so I was kind of like, well, that's a weird, you know, 
Okay. I mean, great. Like better than a sure. straight out it's no, not no, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, but I, you know, and I told Greg and I was like, well, that's nice. It's nice that she's even, you know, considering it and is watching us shown it to other people at the, at the company. Right. And then she came back later and was like, okay, so the thing is, as mentioned, it's not sci-fi enough, but we've decided that given the current events and the lockdown and the plague and everything, that we're going to program a block of dystopian post-apocalyptic shorts on dust. And we would love to have you guys included in that. And so we were like, oh my God, amazing. So stunned, completely stunned that this like weird non-film was now suddenly going to have this insane, I mean, they have like 4 million subscribers across Mm -hmm. all their platforms. Like it's kind of a big deal. Quite the reach. Um, Yeah. So, so Mm -hmm. that was awesome. And then uh, as the premiere date was coming up, I reached out at one point and I was like, yeah, so what's the deal with like this block of dystopian shorts? Like, how does that right. work? And they were like, oh, we scrapped that idea. We're just going to release <gasps> it um, as yeah. is. No caveats. Oh, I was just going to say, gonna call it. oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, there's so, no mention of that anywhere. Yeah. No. no. So basically they were like, yeah, we're going to do it just as a one-off. It's not going to be part of a group or part of a block. And we're going to define it as experimental sci-fi. You're and, the block. Like, I'm the block. I am the block. And so we were just kind of like, okay, like, that's fine. That's cool. Like, I'll take, you know, we put experimental in front of anything. And I feel like kind of anything goes in a way. Sure. sure. Um, So, yeah, so that was kind of the lead up going into it. And then everything gets locked up. And it was, you know, October 8th. And Greg and I had had a couple conversations about like, you know, we just need to prepare ourselves because it's going to, you know, there's going to be some people who don't like things and people who say stuff and say, I don't like it. And all this, and all this, we're, you know. we're talking about the the sci-fi community here, which Correct. is um, mm-hmm. not renowned for being the most welcoming and, and inviting no. into their community. They take the, the genre seriously. Yeah, they take um, the genre seriously. Yeah, I think and feel very protective genre, yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny though because Greg had been talking, um, had mentioned to his brother. Austin, who you guys know, we've met, um, and had been uh, had said like, "Oh yeah, we're a little worried, you know, that there might be some haters." And what was it that Austin said? Best thing that can happen. Yeah, best thing that can happen. <laughs> which I really, I really, <laughs> I really took to heart, and I'm glad I did because it definitely. It sounds like Greg's still working on that message. Yeah. <laughs> well, but he, his Austin impersonation is spot on. No, so. I'm saying it. I'm saying it like Austin, right? I'm yeah. working yeah. on that yeah. impression. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great impression. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. But but uh, but yeah. So basically, you know, the morning rolls around, and we like. I set an alarm because it was going to go live at 7 a.m. And so I like got up in the morning, got my coffee and came and like tur- opened up YouTube and went to, the, you know, and, and listen, like I'm a prof- like a professional artist. I am very used to criticism yeah. and rejection and people mm-hmm. being like, you know, poo-pooing things. I deal with sure. that every day in my job. Sure. It still felt like a slap in the face. I'll oh. tell you, like the oh, first, you know, I hadn't had my coffee yet, and but it just, um, it was this kind of crazy experience because it was like, it really opened my eyes to what I'm now kind of really considering this kind of bizarre like cultural ecosystem that has blossomed in this like you know nefarious region called the YouTube <laughs> comment section, and it's one thing yeah. to like look at it when it's happening to someone else but it just when it gets when it's about you you know it suddenly just really drives home like the weirdness of this format and the weirdness of this platform and the weirdness of these people who are gonna just like watch a film and then take time out of their day out of their like lives Mm -hmm. out of their time on this planet to do something (laughs) the sole purpose of which is to like make someone in this case me or Greg 
like feel like crap about them, you know, and about right. their work. Yeah. yeah. And so I did not care for this, and I need you to know about it right but, now. But right. And I have no other place to put my aggression, <laughs> so it's coming on you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And. And, and that being said, there were a bunch of really amazing comments as well, and people who said uh, wonderful, insightful like things about the film, um, and people who said things that just communicated to me that like they so clearly got what we were doing that I'm like, if one person gets it, then yep. we did our job. Yeah, so I kind of like that really one. helped. You know, so oh yeah, way yeah. more than one. But like if way it was only one. one. Um, yeah. But then, it's- kind of as I came out of the like you know, oh my God, this is horrible mode and started kind of like looking at this, like I said, this ecosystem is more of a kind of an opportunity to examine the human condition. (laughs) It then kind of made it, uh, made me and I think Greg also like much more able to see the, like this, like the surreal hilarity in a lot of the comments and like to imagine who these people are sitting at their homes, like coming up with these things to say and and telling Greg how to be a musician and telling me how to be a filmmaker and making these like (laughs) vast assumptions about Uh what we had done, what we'd intended to do and what, how much we'd intended them to like it as well, you know? Well, so, are there yeah, any there examples? Do you guys have any examples to share with us? Not, yeah. Not, yeah. not to pry or to pick at a scar. Actually, we do. We do. I, we do. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I sort of compile the best stuff. And, uh, you know, this. Th- by the way, all this goes against Joe Rogan's advice. You know what he says? No. Don't read the comments. Yeah. Don't ever read the go. comments. Yep. Yeah, don't scroll down. Don't scroll down. Yeah. But we did. We did. If you do. Well, good on you. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, actually, it, I thought it'd be interesting just to go, mm. just so that Kaz and I can relive. Okay. Oh, sure. The experience. Maybe you guys could read them. <gasps> a the dramatic comments. reenactment of the. Of yeah, the a comments? dramatic reenactment of the of the YouTube comments. I am more uh, for, than for game. The and, and you know, <laughs> listen. Remember, like we we are we're so grateful, you know, for that that this movie's out there and have eyeballs on it. We all, we all know what it's like to create a project and put it out there and it just doesn't get any like wind under its sails sure you know sure. or mm-hmm. or you put together a, pro- a a project and it like just stays on your hard drive forever sure you know sure yeah. so i have to, way so, way more of those than i ever have put out in the world and yeah. the vast majority of stuff that i put out in the world has not gotten any comments negative or positive so mm-hmm. i think That's you guys are down so the right it, track it, it, it's yeah. trippy, and you have to take the good with the bad. But this is somewhere in between. The, the ones that we're going to have you re- read are sort of the the more ridiculous. Okay, fair you enough. Know? And, Fine. Uh, Nick, Nick, do you want the first one? Uh, yeah, yeah. I got. I just got to pull up right here. Oh, uh, So, so this comment comes from uh, from Nick Edelman. Uh, oh. Hmm. I follow him Nick on Twitter. Edelman, huh? Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a fake last name. I, I wrote it how I intended. So I'll go ahead and read this. Um, um, guy's voice and aspect just ain't right. Doesn't look like a vagabond. Um, more like a guy who plays like decent guitar and bought a cool outfit that tried to make a film. Pretty weak on story and dialogue too. Oh, ouch. Uh, yeah. uh, if 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 I could weigh in. Uh, my name is Enricog. Uh I'd like to reply to that comment. Um, I thought it was going to at least be a sci-fi El Mariachi, but nope. Detra Jackson here. It honestly looks like the guy's car broke down on his way to a bar gig. Nothing post-apocalyptic about clean pants, clean shirt, clean shoes, and a nice-looking guitar case. I am out. Yeah, Stevie, Stephen Nagy here uh, at Detra Jackson. Uh, don't forget 
the vehicle tracks on the road that he's walking on. Total fail. Yeah, yeah. Total fail. Yeah. But they got, they, they, yeah. They're really absor- they're catching a lot of uh, getting into a it. lot of flaws. Yeah. Getting into it. What, 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 there's a few more. Jay, what do you <laughs> Keep, keep it rolling. Uh, well, what we one of the one of the ones that I liked here uh, was from Stephen Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch a bunch of decent looking houses right over there. Why don't you just go check for supplies? Yeah, <laughs> so, but just just Commenting for a little context, the, the, I could totally see there. other places within the city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so like, remember, we're, we're we're shooting this. We're out in the desert, and yes, there are like some things there, you know, and we're trying to keep them out of the shot, but some of it's impossible, you know. So the, the fact this guy sees like one house out in the distance and he's just like oh, that would have like been a much better place to locate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so he's just like fake. Yeah. Anyway, who did your scene scouting? Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, keep it rolling. Here's a, here's what, a f- I found this? a fun one from Often Elsewhere, um, oh, oh yeah. which has a, actually has a timestamp included. Yeah, 35 seconds. Nice. I'm I'm pretty sure y'all could have got a road sign instead of just cutting a piece of metal look like one. And the yellow square shape because y'all can tell that there was nothing ever written on that motherfucker that they don't put yellow squares up. I don't know what the f- that means. I just read it. I don't know. What so that means. yeah, there's, there's, well, there's I was about to comment sign. on that. I was about to comment on that, Greg. Yeah, like, that was tough. To why did you cohesive. have fake road signs in your movie? Well, Go. Cass can answer that. Uh, it was a real road sign. Of course, it was. It was on the road, road sign. <laughs> yeah. What? It was no. That was, and that's funny to me because the reason we, we we drove past it and saw it and we're like, oh, that's a cool thing because it had bullet holes in it. So I was yeah. like, ooh, that feels like dangerous and rad, and it's right sure. there, and let's shoot him walking past it. So yeah, somebody being like, who is your production designer? Like that doesn't look like a real sign. I called bullshit on that sign. I'm like, well, go tell that sign that's a real road sign yeah. in Joshua California that you don't believe in it because you know. Fake sign, fake sign, fake sign, fake sign. Uh, Well, since we've got since we've gotten into details, my name is Kevin Thompson, and I'd like to comment (laughs) that you forgot to remove the hang wire from the back of the animal skull. Yeah, unfortunately for me, I tend to notice details like this. Very irritating to me. (laughs) Dude, the skull. The people were obsessed with the skull. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, so the skull, like when we got out to the to to start shooting, we kind of we had a bit of a game plan, but we'd also been like, let's discover stuff when we get out there too, and kind of like you know not be rigid. I mean, obviously rigid in this totally unplanned experimental art project. Yeah, that, so- that, that, that sounds like a fun thing to do. It was <laughs> really like fun. fun. It was, it, yeah, no, it was great. Yeah. Um, obviously, <laughs> and, but it, it was happened. just funny because right. uh, when we got to the cabin we were staying in, that skull, it's like an aluminum like skull hanging thing it was like hanging over the kitchen sink in the cabin we were staying in yeah and we were just like oh that's cool like maybe we'll use that and then it just ended up being this kind of like central symbolic you know thing in the story right but yeah it's just because it was hanging over the sink that we noticed it when we were making you know not realistic the first night we got there He knows the details. He's got an eye for details, like the fact that we have to hang I do. I do. I have a very keen eye for details, and that is very fake. You, sir, sir, Station 67 here. um, I like that a lot. A a haunting tale of loneliness and loss. Great guitar work, too. Awesome. All right. All right. The skull mask was a little disappointing. Am I not a real skull? Dude, why not a real skull? Good they point. caught us. You're just, trying to cut corners on the budget. You should have, yeah, oh. just have the prop guy get you real skulls next time. That's, hey, everyone. Hey. Whoop. Hey, this is Sissy Puss. Y'all know me. 
It's Sissy Puss here. I have a comment that I'd like to add. Watch the movie. Like to add it. My name's Sissy Puss. So here's my comment. It goes as follows. Not many of the elements in this music video are needed. Lack of color adds nothing. Shaky reality TV camera work, nothing. Quote, once upon a time in Mexico, quote, unquote, Robert Rodriguez emulated music, added nothing. Purity, psychedelic, lonely. I could go on. But uh, <clears throat> Guitar Man stuffs his new guitar in the trunk and then goes to sit in the passenger seat and the car drives away. What happened before that scene? What happens next? Where's the sci-fi stuff? If it needs tentacles, there should be tentacles. Says a bus. Says a bus. Tentacles. Sorry. Okay? I'm good. Read my comments. Says he puss. <laughs> Read my comments. Says a puss. Says he puss. Yeah. Hey, this is Richard Flanagan. It's about <laughs> emotional loss and hope. Feel it. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. Yeah. I'm not surprised at the comments. We live in a fast food world where everything is obvious and most are oblivious. Yes, mm. yes, yes. But if I, if I could add in, uh, my name is Monsieur B. Ah. And uh, sorry, but liking it or not is not proof of anything. <laughs> the fact Fucking that you French appreciate bitch. the piece does not make you better, or your <laughs> judgment of valor is nothing more than arrogance. This, oh, this film now. is not. This <laughs> film is Russian now. You know, uh, I'm on yeah. sure, You know, this film isn't great in my opinion. Far from being a masterpiece, it's trying to be oh, deep. Sorry. And, and being deep is somewhat different. I am French, clearly. I'm French. <laughs> and you I got have a certain listen, listen to me, I'm French I am French hey. and I have a certain experience of intellectual cinema can have an interest when it's sincerely behind in case it's not that's just ego <laughs> masturbation quite like your commentary uh, wow. I'd just like to say that my name is Mike Sherby <laughs> this is from one week ago. man, yeah that's crazy you guys want to touch? a lot, a lot, a lot of uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, there well, were some comments from this from this lady Janet Nick if you could um, yeah if you could Got just get the rundown in her comments there Janet C yep well so yeah Janet C she, she's got her, her bio we should read her bio and then read her comments sure yeah so, you need context yeah, yeah. context thank you hi Janet C life passes in the blink of an eye we are all energy vibrations put out good vibes the universe will give those back your way. Be honest, loving, and kind, and laugh a lot, <laughs> and always remember to look at life with a smile. Those are great comments, Janet. See, um, thank you. Yeah, it's what I believe. That's, that's, it's that's, what I believe. That's it's her a beautiful. That's, that's uh -huh. her profile description. Oh, you want to know what I thought of the film? Yeah. Boring. <laughs> All caps. Boring. <laughs> Boring. I said that 13 minutes ago. <laughs> Um, yeah. You know, well, we know what the C stands for. Names, names Toulon, Dugal Toulon. Yeah, you all mm -hmm. know me. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my description uh -huh. goes as follows. I wrote this one week ago. Stoner goes to. <laughs> my name's Dougal Toulon. Dougal. Du okay, got it. Dougal. Go ahead. Yeah. Dougal Toulon. Stoner goes to a desert to play guitar. Not sigh. Not fi. Follow up, Dougal. Um, you believe this film to be real? <laughs> is this yeah. a true story? Is that, is that the premise that you're arguing, Dougal? Dougal, um, where's he going? There he is. It is, it is fine. 
It's just right? a, uh, FYI. Listen, it's fine. <laughs> listen, when I go to read, read a watch a film, because I, I don't read films, I watch films. When I watch a film, I expect Psy and Phi in, in that exact order. And if I don't get it, I'm going to comment. Right. People who have been <laughs> okay. following me know this. Okay. Thank you, Google. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to finish them up and then talk? Or do you want us to just keep doing this? <laughs> keep going, keep going. Okay. <laughs> Where the hell are we? Supreme! How much more pain can you take? Supreme God. Emperor. <laughs> Supreme Emperor is good. <laughs> what was Supreme Emperor Mittens? Supreme Emperor Mittens. Oh, what the flipping I think hell? it's their cat. We, we have, a, we have a new cat. guest. We have a new guest here. Uh, state your name, sir. And yeah. uh, what's your comment? Hi, this is Supreme Emperor Mittens. Supreme Emperor Mittens, welcome. Should have added in actual sci-fi elements to portray your story. Remember that this is a visual medium of storytelling, not a novel. As the saying goes, show, don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, Mr. Mittens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Supreme Emperor Mittens. Yeah, yeah, yeah sir. Uh, sir, I yes. am Baredco. Baredco, uh -huh. yes. And I just like to say that I expect sci-fi. Not sand fi. Just, just back off the mic there. <laughs> sand sand fi. Sand fiction. My and, name's Baredco. Okay, sand fiction. <laughs> uh, hey, this so is then, Sarcastic Maniac. This guy must be the owner's nephew or son or something. It seemed like it was just a chance for this guy to LARP as bad Johnny Cash. Ah! Oh. Dude. <laughs> oh, wow. Having just read that, I want to say sorry. Damn! <laughs> well... <laughs> You're out there LARPing as a bad cat, Johnny Cash, Greg. I'm sorry. I guess so. <laughs> and, I'm, and apparently I'm somebody's son or nephew. Well, aren't we all? That's true. Just as a follow-up follow comment to that one, uh, this is the Mike D, not not like the Mike Diamond, like from the BC Boys. This is the other Mike D. Gotcha, Mike. Um, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This have a budget of zero dollars? <laughs> yeah. Yes, not as even. a matter of fact. <laughs> this have a budget of zero dollars, not even sci-fi. Just a dude saying some BS and giving a solo music performance. <laughs> okay. That was one of that yeah. was the early one of I'm the early turning points for me in terms of just like having to laugh. That so thank yeah. you to Mike D for that. Yeah, good job, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, Mike D. Way to turn it academic. It's we wonder what the hell is up with you. <laughs> Mike Diamond. Uh, gosh. Yeah. What a saint. Okay. So, okay. uh, so, I mean, come on, guys. I, I, Nick and I just had a lot of fun doing that, but th that couldn't have been like <laughs> extremely like pleasurable for you, unless you're. Oh well, we are, we've into already a completely heard it. different we, lifestyle than I'm familiar with. <laughs> we've, we've we've heard it all before. We, we we've read it okay. all before, and also remember, actually, you know, the thumbs up outweigh the thumbs down. It yeah, has like 50, I just, yep. Excellent. On, on YouTube alone, it has 50,000 views in wow. two weeks. Yeah. Uh, uh, excuse me, it's like 45. That's awesome. That, you know, it's, that it's, is really it's awesome. like, we're so grateful. You know, it's just, you got to It's like Joe, it's like Rogan says, just don't read the comments. You know? <laughs> I think, I think that, yeah, I think that's what I said before uh, you went to bed, but I, I knew that yeah. that wasn't going to be the case. <laughs> no, no, but, uh, but, you know, we have, you know, like Kaz says, it's a fascinating, uh, you know, trip down uh, the the human psyche how did you say so it? i i'd like since we subjected you guys to that um kaz 
Yes. What were your takeaways from doing this film? I mean, are, are you happy with the way it turned out? I mean, are you... Oh, yeah. I'm, what are your so feelings I'm so happy about? with the way it turns out. I mean, it's funny because I remember, like, you know, the very, the very starting point of it with, you know, Greg coming, uh, showing me these these tracks that he was making and just being like, God, those are great. Like, those are really beautiful. I really love it. It really is evocative. And so having had the opportunity to take such an unconventional approach to making a movie that was able yeah. to start from these beautiful pieces. Of me- and it's also just like, you know, as a filmmaker, whenever, you know, sometimes you're lucky enough to work with a composer. Um, sometimes you have to like license things. Sometimes you want to just get, you know, generic like stocks stock sound like musical tracks so it was actually an amazing privilege and like like a gift to me to get to work with these existing tracks and then to do this kind of completely backwards I mean I think anytime you take a risk as an artist you grow as an artist and so and you know because you know I make my living doing this there's a certain degree of having to toe the line and having to follow the rules and having to meet the formats and the structures of the status quo so to be able to just buck that entirely Honestly, if we'd come out with like a something way less cool, I still would have seen it as a valuable experience. And the fact that we ended up making something that, you know, folded in like personal narratives from kind of both of our lives. And um, yeah, it, it was great. And I'm super proud of it. And like I said, every time one person in the comments or, in, you know, or in my life kind of is just like, wow, that really got to me. Or like that gave me goose. There's one comment on the YouTube comments that was just like, oh, when he was talking about, you know, holding his son when he was born, they gave me goosebumps. And this is for some rando somewhere, you know, so. Sure. So it it pays off. And I think that it's something I'll always be thrilled to show to people. Um, It, you know, it does kind of fall in the purview of like an experimental music video. That's certainly what my manager calls it when I showed it to him. He was like, sure. "Mm, I don't know. But, uh, but no, it was overall super positive. And also, you know, you can't kind of like, argue with the numbers like every time you know we just have been watching them tick up for two weeks and it's like yeah 45,000 on YouTube and like 30 on Facebook and then another five or six on Insta and it's on Roku now so you can actually like watch it nice. on TV Whoa, cool. so yeah. it's um yeah I couldn't I kind of couldn't be happier and I am glad that I've had the opportunity both you know through time heals all wounds and also through this wonderfully cathartic experience to kind of like get my head around the, you know, the, 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 mm. the, the, the negativity well that can be YouTube, but that also yeah. is yeah. just, it, they're entertaining it, me now. So, you know, I'm yeah, sorry my it, film it, didn't it, entertain you, but now you're entertaining me. <laughs> but it, but you know, it, it, it must be brought up though. That I love it when they say like, Oh, I just wasted eight minutes. It's like, well, nine. And now that you've like <laughs> added that right. at this comment, right. you know? <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. It's also, I'll, you know, I'm also not inclined to be like, listen, do you want your free back? You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, they got like, plenty more just, minutes to spare. Dust is a free service. You know, it's not like a Netflix where you pay a, sure. a monthly fee sure. or anything like that. So we're just, you know, we're just out here. And uh, they wanted to try something new. And uh, But it's amazing. You have to remember who your audience is. And I think that's one of the lessons here is that, like, yeah. Kaz and I were like, oh, we're putting it out into the world, but we're putting it through the lens of this very... This, exactly, yeah. If you, if you look at the other stuff on there, you notice that it's all very CGI. There's mm-hmm. always an alien. There's mm-hmm. always an explosion at some point. Yeah. You know, some people have figured out if they put the alien and the explosion in the very first shot, mm-hmm. that that people in. I was going to suggest <laughs> yeah. that instead of uh, guitar, yeah. you'd be just be playing an exploding yeah. alien. 
But uh, you should have been playing tentacles, really, if we're going right, to listen right. to the audience. Tentacles, yeah, sure. yeah tentacles. The, the there strings was more than one tentacles, tentacles out of the bush yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. What was I? It was ironic too, because I was like, "Oh, they must be upset because there's no tentacles," you know, like as a joke. And then, like, then, like this, the next day is like two comments, like, "Where are the tentacles? Where are the tentacles, dude? <laughs> Where are the tentacles?" So, Kaz, I actually have a question because um, you said you've done music videos and and uh, and other short films. So, was this was the music like? Was it one-to-one -one or was it kind of like inspired by and then you did some shoot and then you went back to the music to find what would fit? Like the how much of it was to the music? No, so basically when we were first still imagining this as like a mood reel that we were gonna make just for Greg to use as a, you know, on his YouTube, his YouTube channel as a, mm -hmm. as a kind of more interesting way to showcase this music that he was a co-composer of and co-performer of and co-record, mm -hmm. you know, all these things. Yep. And so when we made, but happily, uh, both of us are very quite meticulous uh, in our practice and are both, um, you know, we've said many times before that we have a very similar creative metabolism, which mm -hmm. is why I think we work so well together. Mm -hmm. And we, so we sat down with the list of tracks and we just kind of started roughing out uh, okay, so for this track, this wants to be probably the first one we hear, and let's get this shot of like open walking down the open road. Okay, okay great. This one, like, let's try and find some kind of dilapidated structure and have it just be kind of like him, you know, pondering reality and playing guitar. Great. This one, we want to have, you know, like Paco, which is the flamenco style one. We mm -hmm. knew we wanted to actually have some like matched up footage for that. Uh, so yeah, we kind of had like a, a sense of the the like the scene um, yeah. of each song. And then it was when we went in and started plotting that out that we were like, oh, this actually kind of feels like a narrative. Like there's something, this is making me curious about this character, you know, this guy, this man in black out in the desert, you know, yeah. just wandering with nothing but a guitar. And so, you know, that's when it kind of started evolving. But we stayed true. Like we didn't switch out which songs stuck with, which I hadn't really thought about until just now. But, you know, the opening scene and the One song is matched with this. One oh, maybe of them you're we switched. Right. The very last one we switched at yes. the end but but other than that we, you're right we stayed true yeah, yeah. but it, so it was kind of it was very you know born from the music um, yeah which was great and it's the kind of it's like it's just so wonderful to have the opportunity to do something like that where you know if it was for a job or if I was on if either of us were on a deadline like it just never would have happened because it wouldn't have we wouldn't have taken the risk because yep. you would have done something that you knew was going to work we didn't you know but we didn't care we're like if this yeah just sits on a google drive for the rest of our lives <laughs> whatever we and, had and nice instead you got to put it out there for you know nearly a hundred thousand people total to watch yeah exactly yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah i all told just a really wonderful experience that started with music and i know you guys are you know music focused um, that's where we end up so yeah. kind of all comes back around mm. yeah that's and at a, at a bare minimum you get to spend a couple of days in joshua tree which is always exactly just, i mean you can't yeah. be insane yeah we'll all have to do that sometime together seriously mm. Seriously. Yeah, we've got we've got let's, we, let's we've recreate got the Halcyon yeah, the experience. Mean, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. Yeah, be be careful what you wish for. I'll it's be the happen. naked guy in the bush. Uh, naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'd still vote for Cass to do that that role. But that's <laughs> yeah, totally. It's, it's uh, part two. Part two. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's 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 all about get. It was all about getting real, and then towards the end getting weird sure <laughs> yeah and uh yeah. and it worked and and so again you know we're, we're we're so so happy that it's out there we're so grateful to be able to talk about it on this show so thank you guys oh my god oh, i know, I know. thank you guys it's great stuff. 
Yeah, between this and between Harry's interview, I know we've we've <laughs> taken up some real estate. So hey, man, no, um, it's, it's all good. Yeah, the next yeah. time I uh, release an experimental sci-fi film set in the desert, <laughs> uh, trust me, you guys will be hearing all about yeah. it. Yeah, I will read you the, the, the comments that come in. <laughs> this guy's larping nope. around. Bad uh, Richard Thompson. <laughs> well, Kaz, thank you so much for your patience and your thank time you. and and your thank thoughts. You and, and again, awesome work on the film. Yeah. It was really, really fantastic. I really enjoyed and, it. And give, and can we also give Kaz a shout out for being in sixty-four episodes, our first female guest. That what is a, oh, that's uh, true. That's that true. Both a yeah. congratulations, Kaz, and what the hell is wrong with us? And a sad <laughs> on us. Well, I'm well we, talked about, we talked about doing a sisters episode, so don't give up on us quite yet. That's true. That's true. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. yes. We did uh-huh. the brothers episode. We get you to do the sisters, and there's definitely some other ladies that are going to come on the show, and we're going to have some good times. Indeed. Kaz just, she just broke the seal. Thank you for blazing the trail, Kaz. Yes, yes. my pleasure. <laughs> Appreciate it. Oh, this has been great. Awesome. All right. Hey, uh, well, before we let you go, oh, do you have a musical selection for us? Gotta have a musical. I do have a musical selection for you guys. Um, I didn't mean so to yeah. surprise you with that. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> go for no, it. No surprises. Uh, yeah, so this is, um, there's a project that I'm developing right now, which is based on a true story that set happened in, in Europe in the late 80s. And so my producing partner and I have been pulling together sort of like sample soundtracks and so I've been doing a lot of research on um, like late European and specifically West German uh, pop from like 1987, 1988. And so this is a track that we found, and it's um, Peter Schilling's German language cover of Major Tom. <laughs> awesome. Beautiful, love it. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thank we'll you. Play thank that you very much. And, uh, come back on anytime. that song in so long yeah that that, that was a that was a tejan classic he used to play that oh that really that, that makes sense. really that that song and i yes yes oh wow it tejan, was a I weird weird time yes <laughs> Wait, um, but uh, that was one of those yeah, I, I never knew who wrote that well gents yeah. now so Greg, Greg, i i have to i have to i give you a lot of credit for wading through all of those those comments which some of which you know to you may have sounded pretty petty yeah. that's true they were that's a good word but for it. uh if you all will <laughs> allow me i'd like to indulge in some more 
<coughs> comments about Petty. Oh. Some pettiness. petty comments, if you will. <laughs> okay. For... Okay. <laughs> That's right. That, Greg came up with that one, by the way. Yes. Just, just for you. the record. Greg came up with that one. He said, Is this there would a different be, spreadsheet this of comments? Comedy that I gold, should... Jerry. This would be yes, comedy yes. gold. <laughs> yes. No, I wanted, to, I wanted to talk about the new Tom Petty oh. reissue and deluxe version of Wildflowers. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. Tom Petty. So, guys, Wildflowers. It was released in 1994. I mm -hmm. mean, come on. This was like us at, I mean, I was 13 at the I 14 don't know why. The I, I don't know why, but I got this album. It was one of the Columbia House picks. Um, oh, cool. And, and so, yeah, this, holy cow, thank you for picking this. Yeah. I, I, I saw like it pop up as like a reissue, and I was like, oh, wow, I haven't seen that album cover in years. And then I went and listened to it per the show and yeah. um oh man it just uh it was like zoom had it like been nostalgia. a while since you listened to it last time oh my goodness well you know you've got you've got your you've got your uh your title track which mm -hmm. which has remained in play um which apparently was a complete ad lib really yes okay no you wrote way. that and yep well at least the demo track of it was just a complete ad lib. He just did it off the top, uh, top. Of the yeah, head. nice. But Which but the rest cool. of the album was like I remember all of this. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a it great was, album. It was great. Yeah, yeah it was fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. So Wildflowers was released in 1994, produced by mm -hmm. Rick Rubin. This was his his Tom Petty's second ah, solo album. And I mean, this was like huge at the time because he actually was getting some MTV play. I mean, I guess mm -hmm. the last time he had MTV play was his last solo album which had free fallen and you know a bunch of other mm -hmm. solid gold hits on it right. so I, I mean it's hard to say that like he, he definitely wasn't going through like a career downturn or anything like that tom petty didn't have career downturns right His career was just one up uphill slope but i remember seeing you know it's good to be king and you don't know how it how it feels to be me mm -hmm. like those those were like really big video hits. Yeah. In the time of grunge on MTV. Oh yeah. Well, he always I mean, had. He always had maintained like a solid presence yeah. on MTV's like in the videos. Because even like Last Dance with Mary Jane, I think would have been before this yeah. one, right? Um, and that was like a huge music video, regardless of what was going on. Like Petty just somehow yeah. continued on his own path and yeah, yeah. Kim Basinger liked it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so Oof, uh, apparently, and I didn't know this at the time because <laughs> Wildfires, you listen to this album and it's just like, to me, it's like a touchstone album. I've always treated it as like a, a reference album. It's one mm -hmm. of those albums that I know how it sounds and I know how it's supposed ah, to sound. And so I'll reference. play it on like, New exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I know, oh, that's cool. and it's it's so cleanly recorded. I love the, yeah. the sound of it. It's like the way that a rock album should sound. I know it so well. I didn't honestly know that when he first submitted this album to Warner Brothers back in 1994, it was twice the length. It was 23 songs. Whoa. Oh, wow. And Warner Brothers said, this is fantastic, but it's way too long. You got to cut it back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, uh, so Petty, you know, they cut out a bunch of songs and they released what is now known as Wild Wildflowers. It's about an hour in, in length and just an absolute classic from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it turns out that uh, that Petty had kept this project in his mind and, and 
always kind of viewed it as a kind of a seminal work of his. So after he passed, his family said, well, this was one of his top priorities to make either a box set or he had even talked about like going on tour, just doing like all of the songs from the Wildflower Sessions. Uh-huh, cool. Nice. And um, so they don't, they've done that. And mm-hmm. uh, this this new box set is incredible. It's uh, not only the entire uh, Wildflowers album it, based on the 2014 remaster, plus the 10 new songs that mm-hmm. were cut in the studio. And then there's a bunch of demo takes, including the, the demo of Wildflowers, where he is just doing it off the top of his head. Oh, nice. And, yeah, and uh, a bunch of live tracks. So it's, it's really... It, <laughs> I sent it to you guys, and I it's said, "It's a four-hour hey, commitment." Yeah, let's check. Let's check this album out for you know, for this week. And then so, like, still doesn't oh, break his record of uh, that six-hour like ambient one by the caretaker, is- but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But to be fair, I I only wanted to focus on a. I wanted to talk about the original album because it meant so much to me back in the day, mm-hmm. and still does. And these 10 new tracks. So have you guys gotten a chance to, to listen to the new tracks at all? Yeah. Greg, check them out. I listened to, I listened to the new tracks. It's interesting because, you know, when, you, when I didn't realize it was supposed to be originally the 20. How many tracks was it total? Originally 23. 23? You know, because I'm, I'm hearing that. I'm like, what? that would have made so much sense. Why didn't Warner Brothers? I mean, like in the peak like of this is around the time Melancholy and the Infinite Silence came yeah, out. Yeah, dual album. Right, right. right. There was, was definitely an appetite for double albums. At the yeah, time. yeah, they, they made so much more money off that. <laughs> exactly, because I mean, yeah, you, you, they were charging twenty five bucks a pop at least. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, at the, in the end, you know, I heard the songs and I had to say, like, it's it was definitely they did they made a good edit. Yeah. In in the yeah. songs that they selected, um, because you can sort of hear the other the other songs the, these like new quote unquote songs. I feel like I can more easily associate the reference or. Uh, more easily compare it to something else whereas the ones that they decided to make the final cut are so tom petty could not have been anybody I, else i, I actually know? totally agree with you on that yeah more yeah, fully yeah. baked to, yeah. to yeah. make it into the album yeah right and like and these new songs as cool as they are and they're from the same session so they're recorded great i'll listen to them but they're clearly more derived from seemingly from other bands or other artists at least, again, that's my impression. Yeah. Whereas the other ones are just pure. But you never petty, know. Like, like if they had a, if they had been like sandwiched in with other tracks from the original Wild, would have been a totally different know experience what listening would. to the album. Yeah. 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 I was cool. looking throughout like today, like in the run up to this, I was looking to see if anybody had like the original track listing of how of how it was originally supposed to be ordered because I would love to hear it in that. Oh, that right. Because I know that Wildflower album, like. I know it so well. Yeah, how each track goes from track to track. I'd like to see how they would fit in some of these other ones. But Nick, what did you think? I very much you know when it hit the the ten main main tracks or like track fourteen or whatever it was. Um, yeah, it was very much like whoa, what just happened? This is different. Uh, and that's actually when I checked my phone to see like why this is new. I know I don't know this, and and I continue <laughs> to listen. To, that's when I texted you to say like oh. Oh, this is four hours worth of material. Jay, what did you want to talk about specifically? Because right. we're recording in less than four hours. Um, but um, no, I, I, I thought it was good. I, I started, I actually was taking the tracks and then trying to go back and listen to the ones that it sounded like me. Yeah, I, I played that same game of what mm-hmm. order would these have gone in. And then I started to listen to some of the demos and 
then I then the, then I then I help with the kids. So um, so I I thought it was. You know, what is the purpose of a box set aside from a way for an artist to make additional money? But it's really to kind of tell the story behind the album, to kind of give you a sense of sure. of here's what was going on with us and here's all the stuff yeah. that you didn't hear and here's some banter in the studio and, you know, it's for the super fans, right? Yeah. It's for the, it's well, for the people that really love yeah. the album. So it's exactly what it should be. It, yeah. yeah, it definitely is. I think the difference here is that you don't normally have a double album that's just cut in half. Like they yeah. recorded those songs with the intention of them being on the album. They were presented it to the label as though they were going to be on the album. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that, you know, that's that's kind of a difference. You don't always get that. A lot of times you'll get these bonus tracks that are like maybe two or three other songs that were supposed to be included on the album and then a mm-hmm. bunch of demos and a bunch of live stuff. Right. These are 10 fully realized songs that could have Sometimes, fit on there. Yeah. yeah. So th- it's different to me. And like you said, Greg, the editing like is remarkable because if you take these 10 songs it's almost like they took they really did a great job in taking the best 13 yeah and just presenting mm-hmm. that as the album Clean and i really crowd, don't yeah. i really have no complaints in the original edit if you're going to edit that to one single album they did a great job that's really well put there was no moment in listening to the extra 10 tracks where i was like what the hell am i just hearing this right right like, there, there was no there was no like which I could totally imagine if you listen to additional tracks that end up being cut and you're like, this is an amazing song. I'm so ticked yeah. off that they didn't incorporate it into the original. I, I mean, there are some amazing songs, but I think to sure. me, the thing that, that really struck me the most was that like, it was almost like the yin and yang of this album, right? So everyone mm. knows, or a lot of people know that, that Tom Petty was going through a lot of crap in his life. Mm-hmm. He was like about to start a heroin addiction that lasted him throughout the 90s. He was also mm. going through a divorce with his wife. They would get divorced mm-hmm. within a year. So I feel like if you listen to the 10 songs that are new or that are quote unquote new, these are really like the sad, like they're like the downer songs. Yeah. And you listen to the 13 that, that remained on the album, they make a very positive kind of like, they're like the happy songs. They're like the rocker songs or the, the ones that are kind of more optimistic in tone. Mm-hmm. I couldn't like... Listening to these songs, it was like, these are really kind of sad songs. Dude, um, it's good to be king. I I mean, that can be perceived, that particular song can be perceived in a bunch of different ways. But all I was going to say is the very end of It's Good to Be King, there's like these string swells. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. That are just like... What the hell? Did, but like, who? What, why would you keep that there? The it's, orchestra's, like, it's really, really amazing. They're Sorry. actually in the entire song. <laughs> yes, like, that quartet exactly. is like, or whatever it is, is in. Because yeah, same thing. It was uh, I don't know, maybe the digital remaster or something. But I never really picked that out. It felt like a, yeah. a, a new part. That that particular part of the no, song. No, but I, I actually, I, that yeah. So that, I'm just saying that that. I remember that song being on the radio and that uh-huh. and that mm-hmm. outro happening and being and being like, wait, did a new song start or is that part of the last song I just heard? Right. Sorry, Nick, but but that's all I was gonna no, say. Is it, like it it, it it sort of it triggered a, a flashback for me. That that the just this yeah. very end of "It's Good to Be King" has this really cool yeah moment. You know, I've never really looked back on that Wildflowers album as anything other than like a positive uplist. It's, it's an album so I love, love to listen yeah. to in the fall. And it's always been just kind of like makes me feel good. I don't know. You don't feel I've, that way? Yeah. I, I've always loved the album, but it's always had this like wistfulness to it. Okay. Or just like this, like this underlying, I, I, not not searching for anything. I think it's I think it's his voice 
I, I do think it evokes autumn, and I'm not a fan of autumn, so I, maybe that has something to do with it. But um, uh, excuse me, uh, I, I just like to say autumn sucks. <laughs> Worst season ever. Worst season ever. Agreed. 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 Yeah. Um, but no, but so, I, yeah, it's it was, a wonderful album. Yeah, no, it, it was is. just remarkable to me. A that. You know, ten new Tom Petty songs, and I think there there are some really really great songs on there. Like um, "Climb That Hill," love that song. Mm-hmm. Harry Green is kind of like I don't know, that's a really cool song. "Confusion Wheel," "Leave Virginia Alone." There's some really great songs on here, but it just seems like they took all the sad songs and kind of stripped them away from 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 the album, mm-hmm. which affected what became the classic album known as "Wildflowers." Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm happy to see them both. I was a little bit over underwhelmed. I was expecting some more, like, just some straight hits. Yeah. But, hey, you know, like, hey, 10 new right. Tom Teddy tracks from a prime yeah. era, I'll take it. Because yeah. how many, I mean, that that's almost like a, you can compare that album to, like, Get a Grip by Aerosmith or something. Like, had a lot of singles. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, like, yeah. Hard on Me, uh, You Wreck Me. You Wreck Me, yep. You Don't Know How It Feels. Uh, yeah. Was Time to Move On a single? I don't think Time to Move On was a single. Okay. Yeah. It's Good to Be King. We, we talked yeah. about it. Yeah. No, it was classic. Classic. I mean, All I, I, looked at, I, I could share my uh, my intro to, the, to this album was the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, but I just, it didn't, I, I didn't necessarily turn it off when it came on. But I was kind of like I, I would. My appetite was. I had an appetite for destruction. You know. You had sure. appetite for destruction. This was not I in the it. wheelhouse of genre that no, you were looking for no. at the time, right? But and I, did, I wasn't even quite sure if I was supposed to think this was cool or not. You know, because yeah. I meant again, I'm in sixth, seventh grade. I wasn't yeah. quite sure. I was no, like, this no, guy I sounds can't. old. He's not heavy. He's not right. modern. You know, like. I don't know if this is a, is this cool or not. And then my friend, well, you, uh, you don't know how it feels. I mean, that was a hit for everybody. I mean, come on, let's roll though. another it's joint. Sl- yeah, no, yeah. I get it, and, and, <laughs> and I love it now. I've come to appreciate it more. In you know, it, it, the older I get, far more. I mean, I definitely had a Tom Petty like awakening. You know, uh, sure. around around ten years ago, I'd say, where I just started really appreciating his like, oh cra- shit, this guy's legit, of his strong, like, of his oh, song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I always, yeah. I've been like a, yeah, I've been always aware of him and respect because my my friend showed up to school one day. His dad had taken him to see Tom Petty at like Meriwether Post Pavilion or something, and he had the shirt, the Wildflowers shirt. Okay. And I was like, All well, right. if Grayson thinks it's cool. Shout out to Grayson, uh, hey, Grayson <laughs> Heck. And Brad Heck. Um, hey, Brad. His, da- his dad, coolest guy ever, took us to see Stone Temple Pilots like a couple years later. Nice. nice. Super, sat in the parking lot. Coolest guy ever. <laughs> ah, that you know guy, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> anyway, but wh- I, I remember seeing Grayson sh- show, up to shirt, to, uh, show up to school Sorry, with the, hit that shirt and being like, well, we have similar taste. I'm sure that I'm, I'll catch on eventually. Sure. Sure, that you social know? validation that it was okay to listen to it. It, it, yeah. it, you don't know how it feels. Even I, I remember as a kid, it did have like a this is an old rocker sound mm-hmm. to it. And he's um, you know his voice is a little yeah. You know Maisley. I was used to like Kurt Cobain at that time and James sure. Hetfield and just like oh, you know just like <laughs> that that kind of thing. But that that's not to say that Tom Petty and Kurt Cobain they, they actually share. You know when when what's, when he what's goes funny down, about that? 
I'm on the way back from. I went to the grocery store this morning with with my son. We're on the car ride back, listening to the classic rock station on the radio, Nirvana in Bloom, <laughs> Oof. followed by, without any kind of transition, Journey, when the lights Ooh. go down in the city. Oh, oh no. Uh, yes, we're oh in that kind of classic rock era. Apparently, those are both wow. played on the same station. Yep. No wow. Well, <laughs> followed it's a time by to switch company. to the Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I think we covered it all. Thank you all so much. Oh, I almost forgot to say. You remember uh, back over the summer, I had my friend, my family friend, Michael. Yes. On the podcast. Yes. He Absolutely. was here. We talked talked about Tom Petty a little bit. But he likes to he likes to rib me because apparently, Craig, at, at the same time in my life, you know, when I was, I don't know, 13, 14 years old, apparently at some point I said to to Michael in as steadfast and straight face as I could muster at that that age that I mm. hated Tom Petty. <laughs> really? And he's never letting me forgot forget that. Uh, and I don't uh, I don't remember saying that particularly because I can't I can, ever I can remember. See it. But I, I I can definitely <laughs> see myself saying something asinine like you that. You were doing and a like bit. Really he just didn't realize it. it. You were doing a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, then, we can all change, you know, I guess. But, fa- but fast forward, we've told the story, we, t- we, s- we told it on episode 12, I looked it up. But you know, the, 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 the story of, John, of Jay and I in the guitar store. That's right. And, yes. And Tom Petty walked in, J- Jay, uh, the, the quote, what did, you, what did he say when you said, are I you said, Tom Petty? Yes. So, are you Tom Petty? Every day of the week. <laughs> Every day of the week. He should have. He should have. He should have. He he like that's a song title. Every day of the yeah. week. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, guy, could, guy couldn't stop. You know. Anyway, but that was a oh. cool, such a great memory. And by, by then, you did not hate him, Jake, because I oh, no, remember you not. were definitely not. You lit no. up like a Christmas tree, and I, I oh, was absolutely. like, I was just happy for you more than. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, yes. I told him this guitar store was cool. And it's <laughs> definitely yeah, cool. You called it. You're like, and man, then stars go in here all the time. We'll see you, somebody. Come on, <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> anyway, my, my, one of my big regrets is I was out here in uh, in L.A. Tom Petty did his last. Show. I never saw him play live, and uh, he did his last shows at the Hollywood Bowl. It was like his last performances, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like three of them. And I, it, came, it crossed my mind. You know, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, Tom Petty and Heartbreakers. It's like, right. oh, okay, well, you know, it didn't end up happening. Because you're always like, eh, next time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did the same so, thing on his last tour, frankly. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it would have been would have been amazing. But uh, we 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 here we, we all we respect our elders here. You should check it out, Tom Petty. Yes, mad respect. Yes, sir. All right, boys. Well, I think we covered it all for this week. Uh, I would like to leave us with a cut from the rest of the Wildflowers album. It's called Climb That Hill. I thought it was a pretty cool little rocking song. Cool. Um, Sure it is. So we'll be going out on that. And until then, I guess we'll see you all next week. What do you say? Have a good week, Greg. You got the tour coming up. Where are you going to be? Yeah, go to redhotchilipeperstribute.com. I'm doing some dates, some socially distanced shows in the Chicago area. Uh, Halloween show in Indianapolis at the Hi-Fi Annex. Yep. And um, yeah, come check us out. <laughs> hey man, I <laughs> hope bring him back. Nick's gonna be there. I yeah, hope. Nick's gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, check him out. <laughs> <laughs>
We've been doing this for two hours, guys. <laughs> yes. It's true. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was hoping uh, that part of the video wouldn't show. That's why I did it to the side. But yes. No. It'll be highlighted now. That'll be hey, our one video clip for next week. I hope that's Thank perfect. You. Best of luck. I hope that the tour... <laughs> If it happens, it happens yes. and is safe and everybody's it'll, good. It'll be safe. And I do hope safe. it happens safely and all that yes. stuff, man. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're doing the bubbles like the flaming lips. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Love yeah, it. it beautiful. So. Cool. Awesome. Yes. All well, right. thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thank, thank you, you, Greg. Jay. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, guys. Peace out. We'll see you next week. This is Climb That Hill by Mr. Tom Petty. Peace. Peace. <laughs>